بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل عقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about the Prophet وسلم, and the command that came to him from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to start warning his close family and his close relatives. So he started to give da'wah to the members of his family. And Abu Lahab, the uncle of the Prophet وسلم, staunchly opposed the da'wah of the Prophet وسلم, from the beginning. And whenever the Prophet ﷺ wanted to give da'wah to someone in his family, Abu Lahab would try to convince that person otherwise. So the Prophet ﷺ wanted to find a way to invite his family to Islam. So he arranged a dinner, he arranged a feast where the members of his family would come and they would have food and the Prophet ﷺ would invite them to Islam. So he arranged this feast and he invited his family. He invited the family of Abdul Muttalib and included amongst them was Abu Lahab as well. So they had their food, they had their feast and then before the Prophet ﷺ could start talking to give da'wah to Islam, Abu Lahab started speaking and he said if you have gathered us here to speak about your religion then we have no need to hear any of that so even before the prophet ﷺ could start speaking to them abu lahab stopped it before it could even start so he was not able to give da'wah to his family in that meeting so he thought that it's better for him to arrange this type of a feast this type of a dinner again but not invite Abu Lahab this time so he did it again he invited his family members he invited the family of Abdul Muttalib but he did not invite Abu Lahab the second time and they had their food and the Prophet started calling his family to Islam and when he called them to Islam his aunt the paternal aunt of the Prophet Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib she accepted Islam she became a Muslim now when word of this meeting got out and Abu Lahab heard about it he was very upset and he was very offended for two reasons one reason he was offended was all of the family of Abdul Muttalib was invited to that dinner except him so he felt slighted he felt offended at that that how dare my nephew invited the family and he excluded me from that invitation he didn't think that it was because of the mess that he caused last time, the problems that he caused last time. Out of his arrogance and his pride, he felt that he still should have been invited, even though he made problems the last time that he was invited. So he was offended that he was not invited to that dinner. Secondly, he was very upset that people actually were listening to Muhammad and he was getting converts to Islam. Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib, that's the sister of Abu Lahab. 
she became a Muslim as well. So he was very upset about this. Abu Lahab did not want this religion to spread at all. And he had hatred for the call of Islam from the beginning. So Abu Lahab, out of his anger, he threatened two of his sons. And those two sons of his, Utbah and Utaybah, they were married to two of the daughters of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Two of the sons of Abu Lahab at that time, they were married to two of the daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Al-Utbah, the son of Abu Lahab, he was married to Ruqayyah bint Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Utaybah, the son of Abu Lahab, was married to Umm Kulthum bint Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So two of the sons of Abu Lahab were married to two of the daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now Abu Lahab, he's very angry at this message. He's very angry at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam spreading Islam and giving da'wah to Islam. So he goes to his two sons, Utbah and Al-Utaybah, and he says to them that I will disown you as my sons. You will not be my sons anymore. You will be dead to me. You will be nothing to me if you stay married to the daughters of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So they divorced the daughters of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So that is how Urqayya and Umm Kulthum radiyallahu anhuma became divorced from the sons of Abu Lahab Utbah and Al-Utaybah. So this was the level of enmity and hatred that Abu Lahab had for the call of his nephew, the call to Islam. So now it's getting all out in the open. Now it has become a clear war between Islam and Kufr. And the people are beginning to know about it. And it's becoming something that's very serious. So the kuffar of the Quraysh, they wanted to think of a way, what can we do to stop Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam from spreading his message? People are starting to accept it now. They were very worried because people were actually starting to accept and listen to his message. At first it was mostly the weak and the poor people. Usually that's how it is. The first followers of a messenger or a prophet, usually they are from the weak and they are from the poor people. Because these people, they see the truth and they have nothing to lose when they accept the truth. They don't have wealth, they don't have power, they don't have authority. So if they accept the truth, they're not losing anything because they never had anything in the first place in terms of this world. But as for the people of status, the people of power, the people of wealth, they are usually the ones who even if they know that the truth has come, they don't like to accept it because they fear that this is a threat to their position, a threat to their authority, a threat to their power. So because of that, the powerful and wealthy people usually lag behind. And the early people who accept the calls of the messengers, they are the poor people and the weak people. So from amongst these early Muslims who accepted the call of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam to Islam, Khabbab ibn al-Arat, Suhaib al-Rumi, 
Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, and you hear Abdullah ibn Mas'ud's name a lot. He is one of the great companions of the Prophet one of the most knowledgeable companions of Rasulullah And he was one of the early Muslims. Yasir and his wife Sumayyah radiallahu anhuma and their son Ammar ibn Yasir radiallahu anhu. These were the early Muslims. Bilal radiallahu anhu. And we all know about Bilal as well. These were from the first and the early converts to Islam. And the Quraysh is seeing this. The Quraysh is seeing that the call of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is spreading and it is being accepted by people. A lot of these weak and poor people were accepting it, but also some of the powerful people were accepting it as well. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he was a person of status, a person of position. He accepted Islam. Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib. She was the daughter of Abdul Muttalib. Very powerful, very respected. She accepted Islam. Ali ibn Abi Talib, even though he was a kid, he was from a great and respected and honorable family. So Islam was spreading not only amongst the weak people, but it had also found its way to being accepted by some of the people of position and status and power as well. And this terrified the Quraysh. They saw this as a threat to their authority. The kuffar of the Quraysh saw, saw Islam as a threat to them and holding on to their positions of power. So they wanted to do anything that they could to stop the call of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had other plans. Now these first few Muslims, they wanted to do their best in terms of da'wah. They were very excited. No, they were, they were there at the beginning of something great. Alhamdulillah, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for making us Muslims. But imagine those early Muslims at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam when the da'wah just started. They were there from the beginning of something that was destined to be greatness. So they were very excited that they were chosen to be living at that time and to be guided to Islam at that critical time. And they realized that this was something great. So they wanted to do whatever they could to spread this message. So some of these early Muslims were speaking amongst each other and they said, you know, the Quraysh, they have never heard the recitation of the Quran in public. Nobody has ever gone to the gathering of the Quraysh and just started reciting the Quran. They have never heard it in public. One of us needs to do that. So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he volunteers. He says, I'll do it. I will go to the Kaaba and I will recite the Quran. And they said to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, no, 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 not you. Because Abdullah ibn Mas'ud physically, he was very thin and he was very small in terms of his body. So they knew that the Quraysh would hurt him physically if he started to read the Quran in their presence. They knew that this is what was going to happen. So they wanted someone stronger physically to do it. But Abdullah ibn Mas'ud insisted, no, I want to do it. I'm going to do it. So they said, okay, if you insist, you can go ahead and do it. Now this was a thin man. And later on, when they were in Medina, 
many years later, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he had climbed up a tree to get some miswak and his legs became exposed and his legs were so thin, so thin that the Sahaba were seeing it, his legs, and they started to laugh. And the Prophet asked them, Mimma tadhakun? Mimma tadhakun? What are you laughing at? And then he said, These two thin legs of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud on Yawm al-Qiyamah, on the mizan, on the scale, they will be more firm than the mountain of Uhud. So it's all about Iman. Even though physically he was small and a person who saw him may have thought he was weak, but he had the strength of Iman. And he said, I'm going to go and do it. Let me go and recite the Quran. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, another thing about him is that he had a beautiful voice. He had a beautiful voice. And that's why the Prophet used to say, he said, anyone who wants to hear the Quran as it was revealed, let him listen to the recitation of Ibn Ummi Abd. Ibn Umm Abd is another name of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. Anyone who wants to hear the recitation of the Quran as it was revealed, let him listen to the recitation of Ibn Ummi Abd, who is Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. So he had a beautiful recitation. So he volunteered. He wanted to do it. He wanted to have this honor. So they said, okay, go ahead. So he went there to the Kaaba, where the kuffar of the Quraysh had gathered. They were sitting. He went up and he started reciting. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Ar-Rahman. Allamal Qur'an. Khalaqal insan. Allamahu al-bayan. Ash-shamsu wal-qamaru bihusban. وَالنَّجْمُ وَالشَّجَرُ يَسْجُدَانِ وَالسَّمَاءَ رَفَعَهَا وَوَضَعَ الْمِيزَانِ أَلَّا تَطْغَوْا فِي الْمِيزَانِ وَأَقِيمُوا الْوَزْنَ بِالْقِسْطِ وَلَا تُخْسِرُوا الْمِيزَانِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَضَعَهَا لِلْأَنَامِ فِيهَا فَاكِهَةٌ وَالنَّخْلُ ذَاتُ الْأَكْمَامِ وَالْحَبُّ ذُو الْعَصْفِ وَالرَّيْحَانِ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ And he continued to recite the surah. And the people, they gathered around him, the kuffar of the Quraysh, they started beating him, they started hitting him, they started pounding upon him until he was unconscious. But he continued to recite as much as he could until he fell unconscious. Finally, the Muslims, they took him and they put him down to rest. And when he woke up, they said to him, this is why we didn't want to send you. Because we knew this is going to happen to you. He was all bloody and bruised. And his response to them was, Wallahi, if you want me to go again and do it tomorrow, I'm ready to do it. The kuffar have never been so 
weak to me as they are today. So he was ready to go and do that again. This was the level of excitement that these people had to be there at the beginning of this beautiful da'wah. They were ready to sacrifice everything. They were ready to sacrifice their lives for this religion. And that was Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu So now the da'wah, it's out in the open. The kuffar know about it. The religion is spreading. The Prophet ﷺ is openly speaking against idol worship, against the idols, against the religion of the Quraysh, against the forefathers of the Arabs for worshiping idols. The Prophet ﷺ is openly speaking against it now. And this is something that upset the kuffar of the Quraysh very much and it scared them as well. So they wanted to stop this before it got too big. So they thought of ways, what can we do? They couldn't go directly to the Prophet Muhammad and hurt him because he was under the protection of his uncle Abu Talib. And Abu Talib was the head of the family of Abdul Muttalib at this time. The head of this powerful family. And Muhammad was under his protection, so they couldn't touch him. So they thought, okay, let us go to Abu Talib and let us reason with him. So they went to Abu Talib and they said to him, Ya Abu Talib, oh Abu Talib, your nephew, he has caused division between the Arabs. He has caused division in families. He is speaking against our idols. He is speaking against our forefathers. He is speaking against our traditions. Either you tell him to stop spreading what he is spreading or we will silence him. All of the other sub-tribes of the Quraysh, and the Quraysh is a big tribe and it's composed of many sub-tribes, sub sub-families like the Bani Hashim, Bani Makhzum. There were different sub-tribes of the Quraysh. So they said, if you don't stop your nephew from spreading his religion, then all of the tribes of the Quraysh, they will unite against the family of Abdul Muttalib. Bani Makhzum and the other tribes, we will all unite with each other against your family, against the family of Abdul Muttalib. And we will fight you and we will kill your nephew and along with him we will kill you too. And you can't do anything about it because we are all going to unite against you. So Abu Talib, when he heard this talk from them, he realized this is something that has become very serious. This is not a small matter anymore. This is something that is very serious. So he said, okay, let me talk to my nephew. I'll talk to him. And he went to his nephew. He went to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said to him, Ya Bunayya, O oh my son. And remember the love that he had for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He didn't consider him as his nephew. He considered him as his own son. He said, Ya Bunayya, O oh my son. Worship however you want to worship. You want to worship Allah alone? Go ahead and worship him. But leave these people. Let them do what they want. You worship who you want to worship and let them worship who they want to worship. And when the Prophet ﷺ heard this speech from his uncle, he realized that there may be an issue with the fact that he was protecting him. 
He realized it. So he said to his uncle, he said, Ya Ammi, Law wada'u shamsa fi yamini wal qamara fi shimali ala an atruka hadha al-deen ma taraktuhu. If they were to put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand for me to leave this religion, I would never leave it. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this deen victorious, I will never leave it. I will never leave it. Either Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this religion this, uh, victorious or I will die spreading this message. And then the Prophet wasallam started to cry. He started to cry because he realized that this may be the end of his protection from his uncle. And he realized that this would be a very difficult thing to continue going on in his da'wah without the protection of his uncle. So he started to cry. And when his uncle Abu Talib, even though he wasn't a Muslim, he had this love and affection for his nephew, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. When he saw him starting to cry like this, he said, Ya Bunaya, Qul ma shi'it, ana ahmik. He said, say what you want, continue. Continue with your da'wah. I will protect you, don't worry. So he continued to protect his nephew. He continued to protect Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when this news spread out, Amongst the family of Abdul Muttalib, the other members of the family of Abdul Muttalib, when they heard that the kuffar of the Quraysh came to Abu Talib and threatened him and threatened the family of Abdul Muttalib, they were very angry. They said he, they dared come to us and threaten us and our family. So they all went to the Prophet Muhammad and said, you continue giving your da'wah. We don't believe in your religion, but you go ahead and do it. We will all protect you and we will all defend you. This was their sense of family that they had. That nobody could mess with the family. Even if they themselves didn't believe in the religion, they didn't want anyone messing around with their family. They considered the family even more important than their religion. Even though they were still worshipping idols themselves, they said no one can stop Muhammad from spreading his religion. And if you have a problem with him, you have a problem with all of us. So actually, the plan of the Quraysh, it backfired on them. They thought that they would get Muhammad out of the protection of Abu Talib. But instead of that, he was kept under the protection of Abu Talib and the rest of the family of Abdul Muttalib as well. So his protection became even stronger now. They plan and Allah plans and Allah is the best of planners. So his protection became even stronger now. So he was able to give da'wah now even more openly and more strongly. And he continued to do so. Now he started giving da'wah to the hujjaj. As we mentioned, Mecca was the place and it still is the place where hujjaj from all different parts would come to make the pilgrimage. So whenever those hujjaj, those pilgrims would come to Mecca, the Prophet ﷺ would use that opportunity to call them to Islam. The different tribes of Arabs would come from different parts of the Arab world to Mecca and the Prophet ﷺ would make sure he met with them and called them to Islam. 
And when he would do that, whenever he would stand and call a tribal leader to Islam, there was someone standing behind him, an older man standing behind him, following him wherever he goes, whoever he gives da'wah to. And when he leaves, this person would go and speak to those people that Muhammad just spoke to. And who was that person? It was Abu Lahab. Abu Lahab, he spent all of his time just tracking the Prophet Muhammad seeing who he is giving da'wah to, so that when he gives him da'wah, he would go back to that person and say, don't listen to this guy, he's majnoon, he's crazy, don't listen to what he has to say. So this is what Abu Lahab started wasting his time doing, trying to counteract the da'wah of the Prophet Muhammad So now the Quraysh, they don't know what to do. Their plans are all failing. Whatever they try to do to stop the da'wah, the only thing that's happening is the da'wah keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. So they, they're thinking, what should we do? How can we stop this? They're very scared now. So they made another offer to Abu Talib. They said, look, we will give you our best son, Amara ibn al-Walid. Amara ibn al-Walid, he was the son of al-Walid ibn al-Mughira. And he was a young man of very high status amongst the Quraysh. He was very rich, he was very wealthy, he had a high status, he was very powerful. And he was a very respected young man. So they went to Abu Talib and they said, look, we will give you Amara ibn al-Walid. You can take him in your family. And we will trade him for Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. You give us Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we will give you Amara ibn al-Walid. And Abu Talib says to them, how ridiculous is that? You want to take my son to kill him and I will take your son to take care of him? Does that make any sense? You want to take my son so that you can kill him and you want me to take your son so that I will feed him and take care of him and nurture him? Get out of here. He shooed them away. He said, no, that will never happen. Get lost. So that was another plan of the Quraysh that had failed. So they had plan after plan after plan and failure after failure after failure. So they're thinking, brainstorming, what should we do? How do we stop this? Nothing is working. So one of them, one of the Quraysh, one of the kuffar of the Quraysh, his name was Utbah ibn al-Rabi'ah. He said to his companions of the Quraysh, he said, look, let me talk to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam one-on-one. You guys are going to his uncle and from this way and that way. Look, just let me have a one-on-one one, one -on -one with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam himself. I will talk to him. So they said, okay, go ahead, you talk to him. So Utbah ibn al-Rabi'ah, he meets Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam at the haram, at the Kaaba, And he says, Ya ibn Akhi, he addresses him with respect. Oh, my nephew, I want to talk to you. Sit down. Let us sit down and let us talk. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam agrees. He said, okay. And he sits down. They both sit down together face to face. And Utbah, he starts. He says, Ya ibn Akhi, oh my nephew, 
you have come with something that has caused a lot of problems amongst us. You have divided families. You have spoken ill about our objects of worship. You have spoken ill of our forefathers' traditions. You know, and we have been patient with you. Other people, they wouldn't be as patient with you as we have been. We have been very patient with you with all of the trouble that you have caused. Look, if it's money that you want, we will collect money from the Quraysh until we give it all to you and make you the richest person amongst us. If it's money that you want, we'll give it to you. If it's power that you want, if you want to be put in a position of authority, we are ready to make you our king. You will be the king of the Arabs. If it's women that you want, we will get the most beautiful women of the Quraysh and we will marry all of them to you. Whatever you want. But just stop spreading this religion. If what you are saying, if your, your da'wah, if it is based on some affliction by the jinns, if you, have been, if you have been affected by the jinns, then we will get the best doctors and we will get them to you so that they can give you some type of a treatment so that you will be cured. We will do everything that we can, whatever you want. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is just listening to him. He doesn't cut him off or stop him from his talk, even though the talk that he's talking, you want money, you want power. This is a very insulting type of talk actually. You're just doing this for money, you're just doing this for women, you're just doing this for power. This is an insulting type of way to speak to someone. But the Prophet Muhammad was silent and he let Utbah finish. This was from the adab of Rasulullah the manners of Rasulullah that he didn't cut him off. He let him finish what he had to say. If it's wealth you want, we'll give you wealth. If it's power you want, we will make you the king. If it's women you want, we will marry you to whoever you want. If you are afflicted by the jinns, we will get the doctors to take care of you. So he said all of this speech. And the Prophet ﷺ quietly, patiently, just listening to him. And finally, when he was done, Muhammad ﷺ asked him, Afaragd, ya Abul Walid? Did you finish, O Abu Walid? Utbah, his kunya was Abu Walid. Afaragd, ya Abul Walid? Have you finished speaking, ya Abu Walid? And when Abu Walid said, yes, I'm finished. Then Muhammad said, okay, now listen to what I have to say. And he started reciting. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Hameem. Tanzilum minarrahmanirrahim. Kitabun fussilat ayatuhu Qur'anan arabiyan liqawmin ya'lamun. بشيرا ونذيرا فأعرض أكثرهم فهم لا يسمعون وقالوا قلوبنا في أكنة مما تدعونا إليه وفي آذاننا وقر ومن بيننا وبينك حجاب فاعمل إننا عاملون قل إنما أنا بشر مثلكم يوحى إلي أنما إلهكم إله واحد فاستقيموا إليه واستغفروه 
وويل للمشركين الذين لا يؤتون الزكاة وهم بالآخرة هم كافرون إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات لهم أجر غير ممنون قل أئنكم لتكفرون بالذي خلق الأرض في يومين وتجعلون له أندادا ذلك رب العالمين وجعل فيها رواسي من فوقها وبارك فيها وقدر فيها أقواتها في أربعة أيام سواء للسائلين ثم استوى إلى السماء وهي دخان فقال لها فقال لها وللأرض ائتيا طوعا أو كرها قالتا أتينا طائعين فقضاهن سبع سماوات في يومين وأوحى في كل سماء أمرها وزينا السماء الدنيا بمصابيح وحفظا ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم So he recited these beautiful ayat of Surah Fussilat. He just started with the recitation of the Qur'an. He didn't say anything from himself. Just started with the recitation of the Qur'an. And Utbah is mesmerized listening to this recitation. قُلْ أَإِنَّكُمْ لَتَكْفُرُونَ بِالَّذِي خَلَقَ الْأَرْضَ فِي يَوْمَيْنِ وَتَجْعَلُونَ لَهُ أَنْدَادًا ذَلِكَ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ Say, do you disbelieve in the one who created the earth in two days? And do you make partners with him? Do you associate partners with him? Do you make equals to him? So, Utbah is listening to this and he is being affected by it. Then the Prophet ﷺ continued with the recitation. The next ayah. فَإِنْ أَعْرَضُوا فَقُلْ أَنْذَرْتُكُمْ صَاعِقَةً مِثْلَ صَاعِقَةِ عَادٍ وَثَمُودِ If they turn away from this message, if they turn away from this message, then say, I have warned you of a torment, of a punishment, like the punishment that came to the Ad and the Thamud. And when Utbah heard this, he started shaking. He got very scared. He got up and he put his, his hand on the mouth of Muhammad Stop, please. He got scared. When the Prophet recited this ayah which mentioned the punishment that would come down to them if they turn away from this. And he's shaking with his mouth, with his hand on the mouth of Rasulullah And the, the Quraysh who sent Utbah for this one-on-one, -on -one, for this face-to-face, -face, they're looking at it, they're watching it from afar. So they're not hearing the conversation, they're not listening to what's going on, but they can see what's going on. So they see Utbah getting up, shaking, and putting his hand on the mouth of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they say, what's going on here? What is happening here? So then Utbah, after he calmed down a little bit, he sat back down. And the Prophet ﷺ continued with his recitation of Surah Fussilat. And he read quite a few ayat until he reached the ayah where there is a sajda in Surah Fussilat. And then he made sajda. 
and he told Utbah, this is what I have to say. That's it. All he read was the Quran. He didn't say anything from himself. And Utbah, he was speechless. He couldn't say anything. He got up and he went back to his people. And when they saw him coming back, they said, Wallahi, the Utbah that left us is different from the Utbah that has come back to us. The face of this man has changed. And they said to him, what happened? What happened? And he said, Wallahi, I have heard something from him that I have never heard before. It is not magic. It is not poetry. It is not sorcery. And then they said to him, Saharaka Muhammad. Muhammad has done magic on you too? He said, no, no, no. It's not magic. This is not magic. This is not sorcery. This is not poetry. This is something different. It is something amazing. And I'm telling you, just leave him alone. Don't try to mess with him. Because wallahi, there is something big that is going to come out of his message. This is something that's not just going to die down. Leave him alone. Don't mess around with him. Don't try to harm him. He didn't accept Islam, but he advised his people not to try to do anything to harm Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam because he realized that the Quran is something that will be victorious. He realized that the Quran is something that will overcome anything else. So he advised his people. He said, just leave him alone. If someone else kills him, then they will kill him and you don't have to do anything. But if he becomes powerful, if he becomes successful, then his success will be your success as well. So just don't do anything to him. Leave him alone. This is what they advised. This is what he advised the kuffar of the Quraysh. And they said to him, oh, you have been affected by him as well. You have been affected by him as well. So that was another one of their plans that backfired and failed. So look at this. They're trying whatever they can to stop the da'wah. But every time the da'wah just becomes stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And inshallah next week we will speak about Al-Walid ibn Al-Mughira and his attempt to stop the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he failed as well. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.